This is the Water in Real Life podcast, episode one. Welcome to the H2... Mm. <coughs> Just keep going. Welcome to the Water in Real Life podcast with the H2 Duo. The Water in Real Life podcast will inspire, instruct, and incite action that will help you better connect with your customers. Hear inspiring stories and learn about valuable resources that you can start using today. Hey everyone, in today's episode, we are chatting with Tom Ferguson, Vice President of Programming for Imagine H2O based in San Francisco, California. We're going to ask him about Imagine H2O, which is a nonprofit organization that empowers people to deploy and develop innovation to solve water challenges globally. He's also going to give us his take on the value of communication in the water industry and his very own take on our water elevator pitch question. And you're not going to miss that one. So without further ado, let's get real. We are incredibly excited that our very first guest is Mr. Tom Ferguson, who runs the accelerator for Imagine H2O. And we're going to let Tom uh, tell us a little bit more about what that's all about. Why was, he, why was Monday so hard? Why was what? Why was Monday so hard? Uh, I told him, I said he was the best person for us to talk oh. to because we just... I don't know. It was like we had a case of the Mondays, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, we got super. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or I not, know. the H2 duo sometimes gets the case of the Mondays. It is rare, but it happens. The case of the Mondays. Well, yeah. The good thing is it's only a day long. Yeah. And, and then Tuesday true. comes along and everything is super fun. Well, it's Booze Day Tuesday. Yes. Wow. Wow. Oh, for how very British of you. <laughs> um, booze Day Tuesday. I, yeah, I usually wait until Thursday, Thursday, but I can get on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. Or if not, Cruise Day Tuesday. That works too. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you ready for. So how do you want, how do you, how do you want this to work? You ready to be podcasted? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know, but we'll see how it goes. Okay. Well, that's okay. – well, we that's- um, went with Tom because we thought that this would be, like, the best way to kick off our our um, our podcast. First ever. Yeah. So it's called wow. Water in Real Life, which we came up with at lunch, of course, because we were thinking up of ways that we differentiate ourselves. We're a little less buttoned up. <laughs> Because <laughs> we're not representing the, uh, you know, federation. And it's a good thing. I think you've got like, I, I think you've got a really good um, uh, differentiated voice. So it's going to be great. So I'm going to kick this off just by sort of doing a quasi intro, and then um, I'm going to have you introduce yourself a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So. <laughs> In five, <laughs> four. There you go. Okay, so this is our very first podcast. We're super excited. We are here with Mr. Tom Ferguson of Imagine H2O, and we're going to let Tom uh, give himself a little intro. Hit it. uh, (laughs) On my first move. Um, Yeah, so uh, my name's Tom Ferguson. Um, I I run programming for uh, Imagine H2O. Um, We do a variety of stuff in the the water sector, but the core of what we do is we run an accelerator for 12 of, uh, we think, and happily a lot of other people think, uh, 12 of the most exciting water companies. 
um, that apply to us each year. So there's a there's a big bunch. It's um, tougher than getting into an Ivy League school. 206 applications from 36 countries for 12 spots. Um, and then we do a bunch of stuff, but I'm I'm sure we'll we'll get onto it. But it's really really nice of you both to have me here for your first podcast. This is exciting. Well, everybody loves a um, an accent, and I know I'm going to be coming in hot with mine, so I thought it'd be a nice balance to have yours. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think my theory holds is that I don't have an accent. It's all the people around me. Yeah, there you go. Ah, yes. So yeah. you uh, you already skipped to my third question that I had for you. So, like, but I want to, like, wait a minute. Is this your first podcast? My first? Yeah. God, God, of course. You know, within water, it's not exactly kind of you know, it's not exactly thick on the thick on the ground. This is a, this is an honor and a privilege for me. Well, I'll be honest. I um, minus like Travis Loops podcast. I've never heard a podcast before. Like I know of them, but I don't listen to them. So her first podcast is literally the one that we're making. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, yeah. I'm a podcast junkie. I've been I've been on the train for for a long time. It's basically all I listen to. But yeah. this is um, this is going. This is this is exciting for me. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. But um, yeah. So you 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 went into Imagine H2O and the Accelerator. But I want to know a little bit more about Tom the Man and oh, kind yeah. of like your your background and a little bit more about your situation like what tell us a little bio about the tom and not yeah, a button up um, version yeah okay. no buttons uh, make this um yeah so a, a, a very circuitous kind of professional route i went to university as a as a as a kind of a backup um i always knew from the age of 10 that i really wanted to be an actor um, you know, that was my, that was my jam. That's what I did. Um, but I knew that like, if it didn't work out, then it would be helpful to have a piece of paper saying that I could write and think and organize ideas. And <laughs> you would make so a fantastic I, actor, I, by the way, please don't give that um, up. Right. Sure, okay. So, but yeah, then I, so I trotted off to Edinburgh university, but after I'd finished and when I was out doing, I you know, got an agent and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I didn't want to work in a pub or a restaurant. Um, I figured I wanted to do something a bit more useful with my time. So I kind of looked at, you know, if I was, if acting wasn't going to work out, what is a, I've got 40 years of effort in a career to give. <laughs> and where, where is, where is a good place to assign that effort? Where do I want to put my kind of shoulder behind the rock or whatever complicated metaphor you want to use? Um, I decided that, that sustainability was it. And then I, so I decided that the best way to work, uh, learn about sustainability would be to go and work for a sustainability consultancy and get exposure to all sorts of projects. And Anyway, they, ERM needed some flexible labor. I, I, I met a guy who was, um, who was uh, amazingly amenable. Um, and so I became kind of an intern working kind of four and a half days a week because actors don't get any work. So I had that much free time. Um, but then in terms of the water thing, in 2010, the Carbon Disclosure Project um, were doing their first water disclosure report. They're now eight years in and they're, they're much more mature. But, um, but ERM did a pro bono piece of work. Uh, and I was the cheapest person in the building. Um, <laughs> so I was assigned to the first CDP water disclosure report. And I wrestled with the data of kind of 150 um, of the world's largest companies uh, and all of their, their water sustainability strategy and all of the things that they were doing. And at the end of it, there was this really kind of interesting cross-section of knowledge that I was sort of holding in my head and, and had done all the analysis. And so I started going on to sustainability projects around, around water. 
Um, so that was the introduction to water. Um, in terms of getting to Imagine H2O, I mean, uh, a lot of consultants, um, I'm sure you guys have heard, heard this, a lot of consultants get consultant disease, which is they get tired of, of providing advice and want to kind of go do things. Um, and I got, no, no offense to, to consultants, obviously, um, but, the, uh, but I certainly got that pretty hard. So I decided it was time to grad, go to grad school. Uh, so, so grad school in the States, that brought me here in, in August 2012. Um, and then a couple of early stage startup positions in, um, in well, anaerobic digestion, which continues to be weirdly helpful, uh, and then sustainable buildings. Uh, and then I joined, I joined Imagine H2O in, wow, almost exactly three years ago to the day. Happy um, when birthday. I joined uh, Scott, Scott and the team to kind of build out the accelerator. Very so nice. sort of potted history. Nice. I like that. Anaerobic uh, digesting is uh, is always important, so that's always a good skill to to know about. But are you um, are you still doing any of the acting at all? Still well, uh, <laughs> only only when I'm forced to get behind a microphone. Um, uh, so uh, well, we'll force you now, and I promise you, I'm being desperately sincere now. <laughs> um, no, the I, it really it's amazing how often it's. It's helpful. I'm not doing anything. My my wife very kindly. In fact, it's kind of amazing seeing Dropbox go public because um, I went to a and, and my wife very kindly for Christmas got me an improv class in uh, in San Francisco and I went up and there was this familiar looking dude there. Anyway, after nine sessions, we were having a drink um, for the for the conclusion of the course. You have that effect on people. Do you know who Drew was? This guy who has been in our class, and I was like, I don't know, who was it? And it turned out it was Drew Houston of Dropbox. I shared an improv class with Drew Houston of Dropbox, who's now worth nice. three billion. It was kind of the most ridiculous San Francisco acting uh, So story. did he pick up that tab or did you? <laughs> Sorry? Did he oh, he actually, he skipped the drinks. Maybe he was nervous about, he was maybe nervous about being asked to pick up the tap, but he was just this really, really shy kind of um, introverted, very funny and clearly very in, intelligent, intelligent cool. guy. But yeah, no, I haven't got on a stage for, for uh, a long time, but it does come in handy for all of the presentation stuff that yeah. we kind of, have to, kind of uh, have to do in this role. You know, there's a lot of communication of ideas, which you guys are, you know, rapidly establishing yourself at the forefront of in the water sector. So frankly, there's more I can learn from you than anything you know that goes the other way do you have like your own Sasha Fierce name like your stage name oh like Beyonce Um, she like she pulls in Sasha Fierce when she's on that stage nothing nothing print nothing printable um nothing printable (laughs) I think uh, exactly depends on the kind of acting I like to think that I'm Beyonce who's pulling in Sasha Fierce so I can get like the whole you know you can't see it it if it was me I'd have to go something super British like Jeremy Fallington Smythe or something, you know, like just go the opposite of Sasha Fierce, like go go the anti cool, <laughs> something that wouldn't be too out of place on like Downton Abbey or whatever. Nice, you're so funny. All right. So Jeremy Fordington smile, it is. That's your that's your Sasha Fierce. I love it. So you gave a pretty um, you get you let us know like what Imagine H2O is all about and uh, a little bit about the accelerator. But one of the things that I, well, first of all, I'm going to I'm going to let the audience, if you will, know kind of how how we met Tom. So 
Uh, I would say that probably a year ago, I hated Twitter. So no offense, Twitter, but I just thought that Twitter was this place where people came in and said these terrible things about one another in 160 or how many is it 140, now? 140. Now it's like 280 or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. Now they have even more. Unbelievable amounts. Yes. And, you know, they get on there, say terrible things and get off and not care yeah. about the ramifications of that. But I will have to say that Twitter is the reason that I am friends with two of my favorite people. One of them being, of course, Tom, and the other one being the George Hawkins, a.k.a. the Hawk, as we lovingly call him. Um, or as Tom does. Woo, I got video with you. I can't wait to show you. There you go. You gotta fly like a hawk. Yep. Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. So we were at the Utilities <clears throat> Management Conference. That is a tag team effort between AWWA and WEF uh, in San Antonio in February. And we get this... You know, we're youngins to this to this entrepreneurial scene and and we get this shout out from this direct message, which means it's serious, a direct serious. message on Twitter from this guy named Tom Ferguson who says who starts it off with yo and we're like instantly we're like we know that we Besties. can be friends with this guy. Yeah. So asks oh, us to come out to this uh, Imagine H2O gig because, boom, the hawk is also going to be there, and boom, he digs our vibe. And so that's like a trifecta of a direct message on Twitter. And we were like, we don't know who this guy is, but uh, <laughs> but I like him. But we are. <laughs> so yeah, it turns out, though, what's funny is we you had told us to connect with someone, and we were on the elevator telling ourselves, like just talking to each other, going, Oh, we're supposed to connect with this guy from this company called Arcadis. I don't even know. And these two ladies walk out of the elevator with us, and they're like, we're from Arcadis, and we know who you're talking about. <laughs> we were like, ah, serendipity. So they introduced us, and bam, it happened immediately. Yeah, so we were ca- having a conversation with Jason, and I felt like so proud of us that I could take a picture of his business card and send it to this guy, Tom, in San Francisco that we didn't know. But I did what he told me to do, and we were super <laughs> excited about it. And so we got to have a conversation with Tom probably a week or so later. Yeah. And it was just um, probably an an all full out H two duo assault of passion and excitement and <laughs> and enthusiasm, so which was probably so good. <laughs> it's probably a lot for you to take in on a first meeting over a phone call, but um, we're glad that you humored through it with us and. Uh, one, it's the first direct message I've ever sent on this Twitter thing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Twitter guy. I'm really not a Twitter guy. Yes. I, I use it as a kind of a, a filter for all of the news. But I'm really not uh, kind of active on it. Um, I, I've become more active recently because I've seen actually through you guys the, the you know, the power of, um, you know, letting your personality be known. And being kind of uh, being the bearers of this idea that it's really important not to take yourself like serious. There's a surfeit. Seriously, there's there's a surfeit of people being really serious and you know suits and ties and polo shirts and professionalism and all this kind of stuff. Like I'm a huge believer that you can be just as professional while having a good time, and there is all sorts of like great stuff that kind of comes out of it. Um, and I know in that DM I used the word vibe twice, and it was really embarrassing. <laughs> But I really do. I really like your guys' vibe. I think there is a um, there's a there's a 
particular, you know, message and personality that comes through with the way in which you represent yourself online. And I just, you know, the reason I reached out is that I just think that's unbelievably useful. We can, or and and important. We can go into the the, the reasons why if you want. Um, uh, but I was just like, these are these are two people that I need to meet. So. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. And then obviously you had the honor of meeting Jason Carter, who's a top dude. So look, you know, this is how Twitter can be. Um, you can actually Twitter be can be, can be productive rather than you know a time sink. Absolutely. Um, so during that conversation, you gave us some more background and information about both the gala uh, that was on the evening of March 14th, and as well as the innovation forum that was on. It was an all day just. Um, nerdacopia all day on the 15th and it was fantastic you and your team and imagine h2o did a fantastic job i can't say that enough um but you were telling us about the gala and we really loved you guys make the gala a certain way on purpose and i'd like you to kind of talk about that again about why you guys make the gala not just another water utility like reception <laughs> yeah sure so i mean just some, so winding kind of a little bit so we're uh we're a 501c3 we're a mission-driven organization and the mission is to, to help people develop and deploy innovative solutions to solve water challenges right and the way in which we see it there are kind of two sides of that you have the 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 technology supplier so the entrepreneurs that we work with but then there's also the kind of the the, the customers right you know the, the the people who are going to be buying this stuff and together they kind of make a market and to have a functioning and healthy market you need to have customers that are open to kind of trying new things one of the, the things that we really try and do is to work with um to work with companies who are going to be buying technology um to help them think differently about the way in which they can you know solve their own challenges through the, the of innovation but one of the things we think is really valuable um and it's it's often it's a very whispered word is the importance of having kind of legitimate fun like we're at a conference and there are big kind of strip lights and, <laughs> and everybody's sort of you know, looking pallid and hungry and whatever um it's like actually having legit fun um yeah. and so we uh we decided um uh, it's always kind of been like this, that the water garlic, we want to make it, the idea is to make it the best party in water, and it's legitimately a party. Yeah, it's a showcase for the companies and a bit of a, a look at the impact that Imagine H2O has had on the previous year, and all that stuff is really important. But the people, reason why people come, and the reason why, crucially, people come back is that, like, the booze is good. It looks cool. It's got great lighting. It's in a legitimate nightclub in San Francisco. Um, you know, the, the, the people who are in there are, are, are fun and open and chatty and people misbehave a little bit. And it's, um, it's just, you know, it, this is not kind of a Rolling Stones concert in like 1974, but it's like, I think it's a legitimately cool night that can stand up to any, with anything, you know, the, with the, the tech sector has to offer or whatever. I mean, we're not going to get kid rock but and the know, unofficial party that moved speak, around the corner yeah the unofficial yeah, right? uh post yeah. party that was around the corner at our new favorite italian restaurant in the country 54 minute shout out legit italians shout making out. legit food speaking legit italian loved it i think it's mint 54 mint 54 54 mint whatever <laughs> just google it folks google it it's in san francisco it's amazing um so Yes, we were super excited about that, too, because in everything that we um, try to do in the past, we always wanted things to look like 
something that people wouldn't expect to get from Mm -hmm. a water utility, you know, or from a city. We didn't want anyone to get something in the mail or see something on social media and be like, wow, my city put that out. I want them to read it and maybe laugh or be like, hmm, and then say, oh, wow, that's from the that's from the city. That's pretty awesome. That's from my water department. Yeah. Um, Right. So just trying to make water again, going back to the idea of water in real life and getting people to kind of see water through our eyes and appreciate it the way we do, the way that we do. Um, So as you are probably well aware of, uh, you take your work home with you. And so um, I know that you have your son, you have a one year old son, one year old, 14 months, just started walking. Uh, So it's another way in which you reframe the way in which you see kind of sharp corners and objects yes. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, he's, he's cool. We're very lucky. Yeah. So um, what's one way that you think what you do for a living has kind of translated to you at home or you as a parent? An example I'll give is that my daughter knows that if the shower runs for a certain amount of time and I don't hear her get in when I know that the water is warm enough, she will have mom banging on her bathroom door saying get in the shower stop wasting the water and you know and I have like I have two three-year-olds and a 13-month-old and my three-year-olds every time they see a water tower they think that's where mommy works (laughs) and I'm like yep I work in the top of the water tower (laughs) so I mean obviously uh he's a bit small so he probably doesn't you know understand too much but like is there anything you do that's super annoying to like your wife (laughs) I just, yeah, I mean, of course, like everything from kind of like overfilling the kettle, which is obviously, a, you know, a, a water and an energy thing, um, uh, suddenly the length of kind of my own showers. So, you know, hopefully I do enough to, to, to stop myself from being smelly, um, but suddenly it's kind of, you know, in and out. I think um, for, for Kian, like, I think the most important thing, uh, like at the moment, um, certainly it's taken us longer to like uh, to, um, uh, to, to to move up to kind of like the full bath. Um, he's still in his like weird plastic thing, which I'm sure he's like, yeah. what, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm over this. <laughs> Why, I, this I am way too big for this. Yeah, mine's and over all I too. Do is wander around the bathtub without any yeah. water in it. And when you're in the bathtub, once they're there, it hurts your back. So I'm like, no, you're going to stay in this weird plastic thing in the sink like yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah, until you're like 10. Yes. Yeah. They need to make fine. taller bathtubs. It's not weird. Totally. It's not weird at all. Um, you know, this may have been the first time I've mentioned it in public and, <laughs> and what, a venue, what a venue to do it. I think for, I think for Kian, it's like, uh, I would say the most important thing is that I'm really lucky that I really like what I do. Um, I'm not sort of, I'm not, um, you know, stressed or angry or, you know, glued to a kind of screen the, the, in, you know, the entire time I've, um, I've got currently a, a really great balance between, you know, um, working really hard at all of the stuff that imagination to well is trying to achieve, um, you know, lots of projects with a small team, um, also being kind of really present, um, for him. I'm, I'm super lucky. Wonderful. Um, what would you say something about your job that people would be like surprised to know? I mean, you don't have a super normal job. You kind of have like a really niche sort of unique water job. Like what's something about your job that, I mean, I'm sure you have to explain what you do to every single person you meet outside yeah. of water. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And my mom, I have been you know, a million times. And so wait, you do what again? Early yeah. stage companies. What? How is this going to? How is that working? You're an early stage company. What's going on? 
I think the um, I think the most the the thing that uh, gives it kind of real uh, real nuance, and the thing that I like the most is that um, you know, just like you guys, we're in the middle of building an organization as well. I mean, we've been around for for nine years, but we started in two thousand and nine when it was a bad idea to start, a, start anything, let alone right. a nonprofit in, in water. And really, the first kind of four or five years is about building, you know, a brand name, a track record, all of this stuff that you know that allows you to establish yourself that can only be done with with time. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, we've really put a lot of kind of, you know, meat on the bones over the last kind of, you know, three, three years. We really feel like that we have a lot uh, to do. But I think the most surprising thing that often kind of weirds people out, we try to have a, a, a really kind of outsized presence relative to who we actually kind of have in the in the office. Um, you know, we're five of us in a co-working space in San Francisco. Um, if you could see the, the video that's coming through the, the laptop, it's, um, you know, it, it's nice, but it's in a pretty sketchy uh, area of Sutter Street. We have the world's most intense 7-Eleven across, uh, across nice. the, uh, the way. Um, it builds character uh, for you guys. Yeah. It's real. It builds real, builds real character. Builds real character. Um, and I think that it's the, it's the, we, we very much believe in this, this idea that like we will have an outside impact with a kind of a small team. And then the, you know, the size of the plans relative to the amount of people that we have in the room is always a, uh, is always a, a surprising one. But, um, God, the, the breadth of stuff that we do is, is kind of wild. I feel like I have six jobs in six jobs in one, but I try and keep myself focused on the experience of the entrepreneur's in the accelerator because that's the thing that kind of makes the difference. They are our marketing. Uh, they are, um, if we give, if we deliver the experience we want to them, they are the best marketing uh, team that we could possibly recruit. So I just really try and make sure that every entrepreneur that comes through Imagine H2O just has a, a bang up experience and a top time and says to everybody, if you're an entrepreneur, you've got to be part of Imagine H2O. Like I feel like we're, 30% 30% of the way there. Nice. There's a lot more to, to build and, and all the rest of it. But um, but that's the focus, you know? We actually had a conversation at the end of all this. At, I think it was right when the forum was over and everyone was just kind of hanging out. We had a conversation with one of the companies that um, I think didn't make the, the cut. And, you know, they were telling us how, like, in the beginning, they... Someone was like, hey, I, I found this opportunity. We should apply. And, you know, they didn't even... They didn't realize how important it was for them to give 200% into that application. I don't think that they understood how important the relationship between them and Imagine H2O would be. So, like, for all of the water startups out there, like, what can you, what few words of advice can you give to them about, well, maybe not even words of advice, but why it's so important for them to get involved with Imagine H2O? And, um, sure, maybe, like, your number one tip for them? I think probably the, the, the most important, uh, important thing is that uh, it's incumbent upon us to convince you that you should be a part of it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we've got to make sure that our value proposition is, is, is very clearly defined, that what we do for the companies is very clearly defined. Um, you know, we've got to make sure that our customer proposition is, is kind of set. Um, but in terms of kind of engaging with it, like anything else, like it's abundantly obvious when people have phoned it in. And they may think that the the value of their the, their company and their um, their kind of you know uh, commercial um, potential is obvious because you know they've got revenue running and they've been in the market for a while and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's really really competitive. There yeah. are fantastic entrepreneurs out there. 
Um, so the first thing is just you know, really take it seriously and really make sure you like mash that application. Yeah. Um, we make it easy. We have all of the guidance questions there. But more importantly than because that's a very kind of imaginative focused way of looking at it. More we everything we do, we want to make sure is additive to the entrepreneur. So we've set the application form to make sure that regardless of whether or not you get in, you get something out of doing it. And so the application form reflects how we think people should think about building their businesses. So from the from the pain point that your customer is experiencing, from your to your go to market strategy, you know your team, the risks, the impact, all the stuff that you would expect. But it mm-hmm. really does walk you through it, and it's kind of it's a few hours where you can step back from the two things that founders always want to be doing, which is building and selling whatever your <laughs> product is. Take a step back and say, how do I actually think about this? Where are my assumptions? What are the assumptions that I have proven, but crucially haven't yet proven? And how dangerous are they to me? The two, the two, big, two big lessons that I took from, from working in startups is that it's always the assumptions that you didn't even think to test are the ones that are, that are going to kill you. Um, and so, you know, making sure that you really engage with the process because it's obvious to us if, if, if you don't, but, but you really are going to get a lot out of the application process by, by doing it. Yeah. And the other promise we make, and I think we're, we're, we, I think are alone in doing this amongst accelerators is we provide feedback to every single entrepreneur that applies. We, we provide yeah, over awesome. two and a half thousand pieces of feedback to mm. all of the 206 applicants wow. that were, uh, were there. We enlist an army of judges. They hate hearing from me. I'm <laughs> asking them to do, it, to do stuff. But the upshot is, is that everybody that um, applied to Imagine H2O, I think, you know, improves. It might be a little, it might be a lot, but we have no interest in this kind of fire and forget. Like, right. you know, you have no idea whether you wasted the four or five hours it, you, it took to put a, you know, to put this process in. I think not doing that shows a kind of lack of respect for the, for the most valuable commodity that entrepreneurs have, which is their time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible that you give that kind of feedback because that's just, you know, most people don't take the time to do that. And that's how you really grow and learn is when you hear when you get that and, mm-hmm. and then you know how to adjust and how to do how to do better the next time. So that's incredible. Right. So kudos to you and, and your yeah. and your judges. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Four people leveraging 140. It's um wow. It's a crew. Wow. It is a crew. That's awesome. Well, yeah. you guys are awesome. We love the work that you're doing. We can't wait to partner with you more in whatever way that we can. And we're already like saving up money to come to Imagine H2O next year. But um, we appreciate your time. And we're actually going to let you close us out today. Um, so you're in an elevator with just an everyday person who could give two flips about water who doesn't know. What is water's elevator pitch for you? Oh, good. Um, uh, okay. So I'll turn to them and I will grab them by the lapels and say, you wouldn't be in this building, in this elevator, inside anywhere if it wasn't for water. Water is the fundamental molecule that allows civilization to exist. So give it the goddamn respect it deserves. America. (laughs) And I can't end it any better way than that. So, uh, 
team, water in real lifers, uh, water lifeians, water um, liferites. We don't know what your name's going to be, our future listeners, but uh, we're stoked for having my, you here with us. Okay, I'll, I'll work on my alternative to Sasha Fierce. Okay. Uh, um, oh, guys, yeah, thank you so much for your time. I really love the stuff of the work that you're, you're doing. You've got such a, you know, a burgeoning and unique voice. Um, we need more people like you. Uh, and I'm envious of your future clients because you are going to transform the way in which they interact with their customers. Wow. Love it. Shout out. Yeah. Nice. Thank you, Tom. Nice. Thanks for being yeah. our first yes, podcast. Yes. We're so excited. Cool. Thank you. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you for checking out episode one, our very first one. Hope you enjoyed it. If you want to check out our show notes, you can see them at the h2duo.com podcast page. Also, please be sure to give us a shout on Twitter and let us know what you thought. You can find us at the underscore h2duo. We'd love to hear from you. Shout out to our podcast producer, Ryan Beltran, founder of Alequa, which hosts the Make Water Project. He's a water rock star, y'all, and you should definitely check out makewater.org or follow him on Instagram at Ryan underscore Beltran underscore. We hope you learned something new, got a little inspired, and most importantly, took action on something today that will move you one step closer to your goal. Until the next time, remember what one of our favorite quotes says, those who tell the stories rule the world.